in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. If you have a Bible, I invite you to turn with me to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33. And we're going to be also reading a verse from Joel, chapter 2. book of Ezekiel chapter 33 and beginning at verse 1. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, when I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blowed the trumpet and warned the people. Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning, his blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. And now Joel chapter 2, and I want to read one verse. Verse 1, blow ye the trumpets, the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. And by the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I want to preach on taking the warnings, taking, paying attention to the warnings, paying attention to the warnings. You can be seated this morning in the house of the Lord. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, we read that the Lord has spoken to Ezekiel and he's told Ezekiel, to let the people know that when the trumpet 
is blown. And the warning is given out. The person that hears that warning and doesn't take take heed to the warning that has been given. That person dies. If that person is destroyed, then that person's blood is upon their own head because they heard the warning, but they didn't do anything about it. But then he goes on and he tells us that if a person hears the warning, if that person takes heed to that warning, that they will save, that they will deliver their own soul. I read couple of accounts here in Florida we have um, what is called um, hurricanes that hit a certain time of the year and you'll find out with with every hurricane um, before um, the hurricane ever hits or before it ever comes close there will always be warning signs that will go out um, telling people to uh, prepare yourself get ready um, and they'll, they'll have different categories of the hurricanes that let you know just how severe or bad it could possibly be if this thing strikes or if it um, lands. And a lot of times when people hear about the hurricanes, um, I can remember as a, from a young person um, coming up, and if there was going to be a bad storm, then, you know, you start getting prepared. You know, you go to grocery stores, you load up on, Diana sausages and bottled water and all these different things and you fill the cars up with gas and different things to as you are prepared for a storm that is coming. Um, but I read a couple of article articles on people in different areas that hurricanes and warnings was given that hurricanes was coming and that this thing could be severe. And people actually um, didn't take heed to it. And they remained there in their areas. And as I read about the thousands of lives that was lost and that was destroyed because people did not take heed, people did not listen to the warning or pay attention to the warning. And the question was asked, what causes people not to, as you hear, um, warnings about these types of storms and um, the, the damage that it can cause and possibly one losing their lives if um, some kind of precaution is not taken. Um, what makes a person, what causes a person to just not do anything or just remain there and not be so concerned about it? And one of the writers said that a lot of times when people, you know, people have this mindset. And um, that though you hear about bad things happening to other people, um, there is something in a person's mindset, something in a person's psyche that don't believe, though they hear these bad things happening to other people, you don't believe that it'll happen to you. I can remember there was a time where, um, and I always heard growing up that it's good to, when you're driving, you're behind the wheel, you should put buckle up. Put on a seatbelt. Um, for some reason, that didn't quite register with me. And there were times where I would drive without wearing a seatbelt. And all it took was for um, me to have a little daughter. And the first thing we would do when we put her in that car seat, we're buckling that seatbelt. 
um, to make sure that she's safe, um, to make sure that she's secure. Well, once she got um, about around the age where she could take note of some things and she could begin to talk, and um, she would notice that I didn't wear my seatbelt, but I would buckle her up. And all it took was for her to see that. And she would ask me the question, why don't you have your seatbelt on, Daddy? And that's all it took for me. As I realized that, you know, I got to start practicing what I'm preaching here. I got to buckle this seatbelt up. And there have been times in my life where I've gotten into some pretty bad situations. And I was thankful that I had that seatbelt buckled. Um, as I begin to take heed to those warnings because there could be a, a ser serious um, loss if we don't buckle those seatbelts. And a lot of people, they think, oh, this happens to other people, but no way it can happen to me. I want somebody to know that all throughout the scripture, there are warning signs. There are warnings that are being given out. And the writer said to blow in the book of Joel, he said, blow the trumpet in Zion. And that is a warning sign that is being going out, that is going out and letting people know, pay attention, listen up. This is coming and you want to be prepared. This morning, it is my greatest desire that I am paying attention to the warning signs that are being going out this morning. Every time the word goes forth, across this pulpit, you need to understand that they're not just mere words, but what is taking place is that the trumpet is being blown in Zion, and it's trying to get somebody to pay attention to what is coming, what is happening, so that you can prepare yourself, so that day doesn't catch you, it doesn't take you unaware. Today, I want to make sure that I'm paying attention to the warning, because there are warnings going out. The Lord is sending out a warning, and I want to hear it. I want to pay attention to it. I want to do what I have to Take what it takes in order for me to deliver my soul this morning. You can be seated this morning. All throughout the scripture, you'll read about warnings. You'll read in the days of Noah, how that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And that God told Noah to, to build an ark. Um, he told them how wide, how tall. He told them what kind of wood to use. He told them, he gave him the, uh, the design of how he wanted Noah to build that ark. And the reason was God was getting ready to send a flood upon the land because of the wickedness and the perverseness that was there in Noah's days. You'll read in the book of Hebrews where the Bible tells us that Noah being warned of by God, um, that he began to prepare an ark uh, to the saving of his household. Um, God is sending out warnings to people this morning, and I pray to God that people are making, have made it up in their mind that I'm going to make the right decisions, I'm going to make the right steps 
to prepare a safe haven for me and my family so that we are not destroyed, so that we are not taken by when the judgment comes upon this world. I want to make sure that I'm hearing the word of the Lord this morning and not only hearing it, but I want to apply it. I want to do what it takes so that me and my household can be saved so that we can be delivered. But the only way that's going to happen is that you pay attention to the warning signs and not only pay attention, but you do something with what you hear. You can be seated this morning. Noah, as he built that ark, I'm sure that there are people that thought he was crazy, thought that he was strange, uh, thought that what he was doing made no sense. And you'll find out that when people are caught up in the things of this life, that it is hard for them to uh, hear um, spiritual things. It's hard for them to see those spiritual things because you have to see it not with your eyes, but you got to be able to see it with your spirit. You got to be able to feel what the word of God is being said. And Jesus tells us what those days was like in Noah's days as they was marrying, they was giving in the marriage, they was drinking, they was eating, they was all about this life. Listen, there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but I can't um, exclude God. I can't get rid of God and be about all those things because in the end, I'm going to lose it all. Somewhere in the, down the line, I got to pay attention to what the word of God is saying. I got to pay attention to what Jesus is trying to get across to me. I got to hear it. I can't be so caught up with making money. I can't be so caught up with family and friends. I can't be so caught up with the things of this world that I don't pay attention to the word of God and what Jesus is trying to get across to me. Jesus is trying to let somebody know that except you're born of the water and born of the spirit, you cannot enter in into the kingdom of God. Understand that that is a warning. And if I'm going to be saved, if I'm going to make it, I got to take heed to that and I got to apply it to my life this morning. You can be seated. There are some things he's trying to get across to me and I got to hear it. This morning, I got to hear it. I got to understand it. I got to understand that the day of the Lord is coming. Not only is it coming, but it is nigh. It's very close at hand. And I got to I gotta pay attention to what's going on. When I come into the house of the Lord, it's not another time for me to just come in and wait for the time to pass by and go through the motions. I got to hear what's being said. Not only do I need to hear it, I got to apply it. I got to grab a hold of it. I hope somebody hasn't allowed the things of this world to, to dumb you down to the point that you can't hear the words of the Lord and that you can't recognize that God is trying to reach you. God is trying to speak something into your spirit. God is trying to get a hold of you and trying to help you to see that there is a storm coming. There is judgment coming. And if you want 
to be spared on that day, then you're going to have to get some things in line right now while you have the time. I don't want to wait until that day to try to get things in line. That day is going to be too late. But while I have breath in my body, while I have the opportunity to lift up my hands and open up my mouth, I want to go ahead and allow God to have his way in my life, in my heart, in my mind, and tell God that here I am. Here I am. Go ahead and speak some things to me. I hear what you're saying this morning. You can be seated. You'll find out that this world, they mock, they make fun of the things of God. As they believe that there is there is nothing um, important concerning the word of God. You'll read where Lot was down in Sodom and Gomorrah and how that the angels came and warned Lot and told Lot that God is getting ready to destroy this place. God is getting ready to completely destroy this place. If you know anything about Sodom and Gomorrah, you know what was taking place there. And God was getting ready to destroy it. Lot goes in and he tells his, his sons-in-laws, he tells them um, what has been revealed to him, how that God is getting ready to wipe Sodom and Gomorrah out. And you'll find out that the Bible tells us that they they viewed him, they looked at Lot as he was one, as one that mocked it, the Bible tells us. In other words, they thought he was joking, they thought he was playing some kind of a game, they didn't take him serious. And you'll find out that the world does not take the things of God serious. But this morning, I want to take it serious this morning. I want to hear and I want to understand that there are warnings that are going out this morning. And God, it's not, it's not something to make fun of. It's not something to joke about. It's not something to take lightly. But it's something that we ought to sit up and we ought to pay close attention to what God is trying to say. Because I want you to know God is trying and God is reaching for everybody that is in this place this morning. You're not here just by coincidence. You're not here on an accident. You're here because God has a plan for your life. But guess what? It's up to me whether I'm going to yield to God's plan for my life this morning. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to go ahead and yield to his plan because there is no greater plan than the plan that God has for each and every one of us in this place this morning. I want to go ahead and yield. I want to go ahead and submit. I want to go ahead and bow and let God know you have your way. I'm done fighting. I'm done ticking. I surrender to what you want to do. Can be seated this morning. Because the day of the Lord is coming. You read throughout the scripture, and it is believed that some believe that 
that the Jews in this time, that they believed that the day of the Lord was a time that God would come back and that he would uh, take vengeance upon their enemies and in the process that they would be exalted. But that's not what it meant. The day of the Lord was God was coming back and he was he's going to rain down judgment upon people that are wicked, people that have um, disobeyed his word, disregarded his word. And to the point where you'll see in the book of Amos where he asked them the question, he said, where he said, um, where how is it that you desire the day of the Lord? He said, don't you know that that day is not going to be a day of light, but it's going to be a day of darkness. And that time is coming. That time is coming. But there are people that don't believe it because Hollywood, the world, has dumbed the things of God down and caused people to believe that it's not significant to the point where you'll read in the scripture where it talks about in the last days that there will be scoffers and mockers, that they would ask, where is the sign of his coming? In other words, they would say things like, uh, since our fathers have died, things have remained the same. In other words, they don't believe that that time is coming. They don't believe that the Lord is coming back. But I want somebody to know this morning that the Lord is coming back. He's on his way back. And he's on his way back for people that have prepared themselves, that they have gotten rid of the things of this life, and they have dedicated themselves unto his word and to his plan. I don't know about anybody else, but when he comes back, I want to be a part of that number that goes with him. I don't want to be a part of this world when that day comes, because that day is not going to be a good day. That's going to be a day of darkness, but I don't don't want to be a part of that day. I want to be a part of those that have committed their ways, that have committed their lives, that have committed themselves unto the things of God. You can be seated this morning. You'll find out that Paul, when he began to talk with with Felix, the Bible tells us that he reasoned with him about righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. And the word of God tells us that when Paul talked with him about these things, the Bible says that Felix, he began to tremble. He felt what Paul was saying. But Felix somehow shook off that feeling and he told Paul to go on about your way and I'll call for you in a convenient time. I'll call for you at a convenient season. There is no doubt that when you come into the house of the Lord that you can feel the presence of God in this place. There is no doubt that when the preach word goes forth, you feel what God is saying. And you can feel the tug and the pull as God is pulling at you and trying to reach you. But some people have become experts, and though they feel that, they've become experts at shaking that off and saying, not now, 
but some other time. But what you don't understand is that you don't call the shots. I don't call the shots. And the truth is, there is no such thing as a convenient season. Your time is right now. Your time is right this moment. The Bible tells us that now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. That means right now is the time for me to repent. Right now is the time for me to be baptized in Jesus' name. Right now is the time for me to humble myself and allow God to fill me with the Holy Ghost. Don't push it off. Don't push it off to next week. Don't push it off the next month. Do it right now. Let God save you now. Let God work in your life right now. Because there's no such thing as a convenient season. There's no such thing as a convenient time. If you believe that you call the shots, if you believe that you control it, the devil has deceived you. God is in control of this thing right now. God is the reason that you're here right now. And now is the time for me to lift up my hands, open up my mouth, and let God know I surrender it all to you. You can be seated this morning. I don't want to become an expert at shaking it off. Feeling God pulling at me. Tugging and trying to pull me into what he wants to do in my life. I don't want to become an expert at shaking that feeling off. Because if you shake it off too, uh, too many times, you'll find out that that feeling will go away. And I promise you that is a bad spot to be in where you can't feel God reaching for you and trying to work and move in your life. But when I feel that feeling, I want to go ahead and yield to it. I want to go ahead and get my hands in the air. I want to go ahead and open up my mouth. And I want God to fill me with his spirit. Let me let somebody know this world is passing away. The things of this world is passing away. The only thing that will remain is the things of God. And I want to grab a hold of that. And I want to cleave to it this morning. You can be seated. (coughs) What people don't understand is when you take heed to the warnings that are going out, that God is sending out all day long. You know, if you take time to sit down and open up this Bible and begin to read, you'll you'll begin to see what God is trying to get across to you. God will begin to speak to you. It blows my mind the amount of people that will spend time on social media, but they'll never open up the Word of God. They'll spend time uh, looking and viewing the things of Hollywood, but they'll never spend time in prayer, the Word of God, and seeing what God wants to get across to you and seeing what God is trying to uh, stress to you. Listen. I have no time for that. No time for that because the devil knows. The devil is trying to lead as many people to hell as he possibly can. But I want to hear 
the warning signs this morning. And the only way that I'm going to hear it, the only way that I'm going to see it is I'm going to have to sit down and I'm going to have to begin to take note of what God is saying and what God is trying to get across to me. Because the word of God is true. The word of God is true this morning. There is nothing uh, fallible about the word of God. The word of God is true. I don't care what this world tells you. I don't care what Hollywood tells you. The word of God is real. God is real. God can heal. God can save. God can deliver. God can set you free. I'm sorry. I believe every word of, the, of God. I believe every bit of it. There is nothing fallible about the word of God. The word of God is tried and it has been proven to be right. Come on, somebody. Grab a hold of the word of God and refuse to let it go. You can be seated this morning. What happens when you begin to Take heed to God's warnings. And you begin to listen. The Bible tells us that you will deliver your own soul. I think people believe that. Now, the truth is, God does save. God is the one that does the saving. But I believe that I play a part in my salvation as well. I believe that because the Bible tells us to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I believe I play a part of that as well. Peter told them on the day of Pentecost, he told them to save yourselves from this untoward generation. That means I got to do something as well. That means I got to make forth, put forth an effort as well. Okay? Because this world is untoward. This word is crooked and it is perverse, okay? And if I'm going to be saved, if I'm going to be delivered from this crooked and perverse generation, that means that I'm going to have to make some, that means I'm going to make some decisions that are right and according to the word of God. Some people think that all they're going to have to, all they need to do is just sit there and God will do the rest. Honey, you're going to have to do some things as well. You're going to have to repent and lay some things down and turn away from that. You're going to have to get into that baptismal tank and go down in the name of Jesus. Come on, you gotta, if you want the Holy Ghost, you got to do something. You got to lift up your hands. You got to open up your mouth. Did the scripture not say open thy mouth and I will fill it? That means you got to open up your mouth and you got to say something. You got to let out a hallelujah. You got to let out a thank you, Jesus. You got to let out a Lord, I praise you. I believe in you. Have your way in my heart. Have your way in my life. You have to do something as well. If you're going to be saved, it's not all on Jesus. You play a part as well. Yes, he does the ultimate sense. Yes, he saves, but you play a part of it as well. You can be seated tonight, this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost in here this morning. Scripture tells us, Noah, when he prepared that ark, he prepared it to the saving of his household. And him preparing that ark, he saved himself and his family. He had to do something. 
So when we take heed to the warnings, and we are determined that I hear that, and I'm going to apply that to my life. I'm going to start walking in a different direction. I'm going to start allowing God to lead me and guide me. I'm going to start allowing God to have his way in my heart and in my life. I'm going to start opening up the word of God, and I'm going to draw from the word of God. You don't know it. Some people don't know it. But when you read the word of God, you are saving yourself. You are saving your household. You, God warns you on things that are coming. And he gives you the instructions on how to avoid those things. So many people are falling in the pits. So many people are losing uh, family members. So many people are losing children to sin because they're not taking heed to the warnings in God's word. I don't want to pass by God's word. I want to obey his word this morning. I want to take heed to what God is saying because God is trying to get something across to each and every one of us in this place. God is trying to reach you. God is trying to reach me. But it's up to me whether... I'm allow God to have his way in my life. It's up to me. God is not going to force himself on you. God is not going to force you into a covenant with him. God is going to put the ball in your court. And it's up to you what you do with it. It's up to me what I do with it. But I don't know about anybody else, but I want to be saved. And I'm not talking about some generic salvation that uh, the world has painted out to be in. I'm talking about Bible salvation. I want to be born of the water, born of the spirit. I want to have my name written in the Lamb's book of life. I want to be saved. I want my family to be saved. But in order for that to happen, I got to wake up. I got to wake out of slumber. I got to shake myself and allow God to have his way in my life and say, you know what? Not another day am I living like this. Not another day am I staying in this pit. Not another day am I staying in this rut. But I'm going to allow God to pull me out. You can be seated. I'm going to allow God to pull me out. So, understand. Understand. There, there, people will look at preaching and look at things as people will try to lead them and give them instructions and guidance and on decisions and paths not to go down and how to avoid certain things. And if you're not of the right spirit, you can think that a person is trying to control you, that they're trying to tell you what to do. But the truth is, the person is just trying to give you the warning. They're trying to warn you of what's coming if you stay on that path, if you keep going that way. I want to make sure this morning that I'm looking at things the right way. I want to make sure that I have the right perspective. I want to make sure that I have the right attitude, the right mindset. Because the word of God tells us that the Lord told Ezekiel 
You tell the people they put, they set a watchman up. And when that watchman sees the sword coming upon the land, that that watchman will blow the trumpet, that he will send out a warning. And the people that take heed to the warning, then they'll deliver their souls. But the ones that don't, their blood will be upon their own heads. But I want to understand that when the word is going across this pulpit, I want to understand that people are, nobody's trying to hurt my feelings. They're not trying to step on my toes. They're simply just trying to warn me of what's to come if I continue to head down the wrong path. And they're trying to persuade me in the Lord to turn away from that path and get on the path that leads to life and everlasting life. Come on, somebody. You got to see it the right way this morning. You got to have the right perspective of it all this morning. If not, you're going to lose out with God. And I don't want to lose out with God. I want to take heed to the warnings. I want to pay attention. I want to pay attention this morning. You can be seated. I want to pay attention. You'll be surprised the amount of people that will come into the house of the Lord and they are not paying attention. They're focused on what they're doing when they leave here. They're focused on what they have to do tomorrow. They're focused on where they're going to eat. They're focused on who, who's doing what, who's saying what, who's playing what. what they're focused on everything other than what needs to be. they need to be focused on. This morning, I want to pay attention. If I'm not paying attention, I'm going to lose out. I'm going to miss out on the things of God, and I don't want to miss out this morning. We don't want to, you don't want to miss out on what God is trying to get across to you this morning. Because God is speaking this morning. And I know there are people in this place, you feel exactly what I'm saying. You feel what is being said. And to hear the word of God, to hear and know that God is knocking at your, on your heart and trying to get your attention, to hear that, to feel that, and to shake it off. And not allow God to have his way. It's just like hearing the warnings about a storm coming. And if you remain where you are, when that storm hits, you're going to lose everything, including your life. That's what it's like. That's what it's like. Not paying attention to the warnings. But I want to pay attention this morning. I want the, the devil will cause you to believe that, oh, well, you got to give up this, you got to give up that, you gotta, you're going to miss out on this, you're going to miss out on that. I want somebody to hear me this morning. There's nothing greater than committing your life into the hands of the Lord. There's nothing greater than living for God this morning. You want peace? You won't find peace the way that you will when you commit your way unto the Lord. You want joy? You won't find it the way that you will when you commit your life unto the Lord and you get in line and in sync with his word and his plan for your life. The devil will have people running in circles, thinking that they are think that they're gonna find something in this life. I want you to know this morning that there is nothing that you'll find in this world. It's a facade. 
it's an illusion. <coughs> but if you're going to find something that is genuine and is true, you're going to find it in the kingdom of God this morning. And, but I have to come before the Lord and I got to be contrite and I got I to gotta be broken this morning. You can't come, we can't come this morning with our own ideas, with our own opinions, with our own way of doing things. It has to be sincere. It has to be genuine to the point where in the same chapter, chapter 2 here in Joel, you'll read where Joel told them to rend their hearts and not their garments. If you read all throughout the Old Testament, throughout the Scripture, you'll find out that when the rending of garments was a, a sign of mourning. It was a sign of mourning to the point that you'll see it when uh, Joseph and his brothers, Joseph's brothers, they took him, threw him in a pit, and they sold him into Egypt, into slavery. They took his coat back to his, uh, to his father, and they, they uh, covered it in uh, animal's blood, and they caused his father to believe that some horrible animal had torn him apart. And when his father began to mourn, you'll find out that he rent his garments. It was a sign of mourning. You'll see it when Jonah went down to the city of Nineveh, and he told them that, hey, God is bringing judgment upon this place, okay? For a certain amount of days, the people, they begin to fast, and they begin to mourn, and the Bible says that they rent their garments. It was a sign of mourning, okay? This was something that they would do, but here it had became a ritual. It was just something that they was doing. They was going through the motion. So here Joel is, Joel is telling them to rend your hearts and not your garments. They had fell into going through the motions. It wasn't sincere. It wasn't genuine. It wasn't real. Listen, if you want God to change some things in your life, it's going to have to be sincere. It's going to have to be genuine. God knows when you're going through the motions. God knows when it's not true, when it's not real. But I want you to know you got to rend your heart this morning. You got to have a contrite heart. You got to have a broken and a sincere heart that says, Lord, I believe, Lord, I'm giving it over to you. I surrender to your will. You got to let some tears flow. You got to be sorry for some things. The Bible tells us that godless sorrow worketh repentance. You can be seated this morning. I don't want to go through the motions and have no intentions of changing. You'll find out that people go through the motions. They come, they lift up their hands because they know that's what, what we do here because the Bible teaches it. We, we, we lift up our voice. But you'll find out that people go through the motions. And some may say, well, how do you know a person is going through the motions? If there's not a change in behavior, if there's not a change in attitude, if there's not a change in a person's mindset, you'll find out that a person really is not sincere. But guess what? I want my words to match up with my actions. I want my I don't just want it to be words, but I want my actions to change. I want the way that I think to change. I want where I go to change. I don't want to go to the clubs. I don't want to go to the ballrooms. I want that to change. I want to come to the house of the Lord. I want to come to prayer. I want to go to outreach. I want to go to Bible study. I want that to be a change, not just in what I'm saying, but in my actions as well. 
If I'm going to be saved, if I'm going to be delivered, there has to be a change. I feel the Holy Ghost in here this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost in here this morning. Let us remain standing in the house of the Lord. So, somebody has to wake up and understand that this thing is real this morning. It's not a game this morning. The devil will cause you to believe. The devil will cause people to believe to the point that some people, uh, as crazy as it seems, some people uh, say they want to go to hell because they think it's going to be some big party. They think it's just going to be a continuation of this life and how deceived they are. The Bible tells us that the you'll read it in the account that Jesus told. And that rich man, he lifted up his eyes. I don't get a picture of a party. I don't get a picture of a party. I get a picture of misery, torment. And the Lord is trying to save people from that this morning. God is reaching. God is knocking someone's heart this morning. And he is trying to save them and keep them in that place this morning. But if that's going to happen, a person is going to have to come to a realization and understanding that I see the warning. I hear it. And I'm going to make the proper steps. I'm not going to play games anymore. I'm not going to go through the motions any longer. I'm not going to just rent garments any longer. I'm not going to play the game any longer. I'm not going to go through the ritual any longer. But I'm going to be sincere about this. I'm going to have a contrite, broken spirit. I'm going to submit and I'm going to yield to what God wants to do in my life this morning because I want to deliver my soul this morning. The truth is, whether we make it or not, it's up to us. It's on us. The devil can't stop you from doing anything. I don't care what you're involved in. The devil can't stop you. If you have a determination that you want to make a change. You want Jesus to have his way in your life. I talk, you hear about the man that was full of devils. And they, they, they had control of this man. They, they caused this man to go some places and do some things that I'm sure this man in his right mind didn't want to. He wouldn't have wanted to. But you'll find out that when that man knew that Jesus was in the house or was in that area, that city, that even those devils can stop that man from running and falling at the feet of Jesus. So I don't care what you're involved in. Don't you tell, don't say sin is too hard. Don't say that it's too strong and it's got too, too strong of a hold on you. If you are determined that you want to make a change, the devil can't stop you this morning. And I want, I want to know if somebody can understand that the Lord is in the house this morning. The Bible tells us where two or three are gathered. He said, there in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Lord is here. And he stands ready to pull a person out of their predicament. He stands ready to 
to set you free. He stands ready to fill you with his spirit. Let us lift up our hands in here this morning. And let us call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Can you hear the trumpet being blown? Can you hear the warning signs going out this morning? Come on, it's not time for me to get caught up into this life. It's not time for me to allow the social media and the things of this world and Hollywood to distract me and keep what the Lord is trying to say in me. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice, lift up your hands, and allow God to have his way in your life. Come on, somebody, stop going through the motions. Come on, stop rending garments and rend your heart this morning. Let it be sincere. Let it be a sincere cry. Let it be a genuine cry. Come on, God wants to move in your life this morning. God wants to work this morning in your life. Come on, let it be genuine. Let God know, I know I've played games for so long, but God, I hear the warning. I hear it going forth, and I'm done playing games, Jesus. God, have your way in my heart. Come on, somebody, it's time that you let those tears flow. It's time you are broken before the Lord and let God have his way in your life this morning. Come on, when is the last time you let the Holy Ghost completely saturate you? When is the last time you allow God to completely fill your temple? When is the last time that you completely broke under the power of the Holy Ghost and allow God to begin to shape and mold you and form you into his image? Come on, somebody. This altar is open this morning. I invite you to come down with your hearts lifted, with your hands, crying out and calling upon the name of the Lord. The Holy Ghost is here this morning. Whatever you have need of, the Holy Ghost is here. Come on, somebody. Come on, young person. You want to take heed to the warning this morning. You want to lift up your voice and lift up your hand and pay attention to what's being said this morning. God wants to save you from a whole lot of heartache and a whole lot of pain.